Yo, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, you went out to Colorado. How was that? It was good, man. It's beautiful. Um, nice to get out of the city of LA, but you know, more mountains, more more mountains, more problems. Would you live um, out there? I you live in Colorado. Yeah, I would now. I when um I was at finish line and they had the digital office out there. They used to always try and get me a move to Boulder, and I used to always think like there's no way in hell I'd ever do that. But I think uh new appreciation for being in the outdoors and not being a congested city. But I say that, and then three months later, I'd be begging to come back. What up, what up, what up? Jason Spells in New York City. Brandon Edler coming to us today from Claremont, California. Um, do you even know where Claremont is? Nope. It's like off the 10. I know who the Claremont twins are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out Bad Girls Club. Um, no, I like Colorado. Colorado's beautiful. I've enjoyed every time I'm going out there, but it's like, it's so far away from everywhere. Yeah. Like what's it, like a two, yeah, three hour flight is. to Cal to Cali? Uh about two and a half hours from Denver. And then uh Boulder is about another 45, 60 minutes from there. So it's not a bad travel day at all. And um also, man, you just forget how laid back and non sceny things are. I mean, it's been a while since I've really been out of LA or I mean like think of the last year. I, I think since last November I went to see you in New York. You've been um, in New York. Like I went to Cabo. In Cabo, yeah, been to New York twice, been to Cabo twice, and yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. So I've been in like very like go 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 atmospheres when I've been traveling. So it's a uh, in indie once, but that's different. So yeah, it was nice to kind well, of de de uh, detach from things. I'll say this though, like people from Colorado are the most genuine people ever. I've never met an asshole that was born or raised in Colorado. Like the nicest people ever. Yeah, um, funny enough, the first night we went out, this is with my friends Andrew and Lucas, who you met. Um, remember that one night we went to that bar and we found fake Miley Cyrus? Oh, yeah, I remember that, girl. Yeah, it was uh, that group of guys. Um, but anyways, the first night we went out, we went to this bar, and immediately when I'm ordering a drink, I noticed the accent on the bartender, and I'm like, where are you from? She said, Rockford, Illinois. And I could just tell from like her, like, fake wisconsin accent exactly where she was from so we ended up like chopping it up with her and she hooked it up it, it was a good time man just a lot of hospitality even though it wasn't our house yeah now i mess with her. i mess with, like i said love visiting colorado no desire to ever live there um we're not going geography lessons too much y'all today because we got a lot of sports to talk about nfl is back somewhat we got preseason going on what's been the biggest storyline for you brandon and don't say a damn thing about aaron Rodgers. i'm tired of hearing about the jets um, I think it's well. Sorry, it is. It's hard knocks coming back. Hard knocks is amazing, even though it's such a watered down version of what it was the last time the Jets had it. Rex Ryan and let's go get some snacks. Still, probably my favorite soundbite, other than anything Chad Johnson did. Um, but aside from that obvious one, you know what I'm going to say. I'm I'm geeking up for the fantasy football drafts. Traveling back this weekend for my first one. Um, I think it's just the fact that it, it's it's here. We're what like 22, 23 days away. That's you know the signings of Cook, Elliot, whatever. None of that really does anything for me. I just want the games to get here. I want to see these young QBs, and I know we can say that every yeah. day. 
Um, but this year's a bit different, right? Because in addition to the Bryce Youngs, the CJ Stroud, and now Anthony Richardson being QB1 in Indianapolis, that was announced today. We also get to see what Jordan Love has. We we kind of still want to know who is Trey Lance um, with the 49ers. So, like, there's you so many Trey Lance, those, you know? Including high school, he's had less than 600 pass attempts in his career. High school, college, and NFL, 600. That's including preseason and you know, exhibition games. Less than 600 passes. That's crazy. You know what, though? We're at the point now where, like, the NFL is like the NBA. They draft on potential. Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson only started yep. one season at Florida last year. He has only played in, I believe, what, 14 games since his senior year of high school. And yet now, after, let's be honest, a really bad outing in the preseason game, he's already been announced as the starter week one in Indianapolis. Teams at this point are like, you're athletic? You can throw? You can run? We don't give a damn if you can read a defense. We'll figure that out. And I think the biggest difference between him and Trey, though, is like 49ers had a turnkey offense. They just needed the right person to plug in. Colts, if they go 4 and you know 13 this year, I don't think anybody's going to care. They'd rather see him do it with Richardson than with Minshew. Plus, I mean, the only difference is that offensive line is horrible. They gave up 60 sacks last year, second worst in the National Football League. You better make sure that if you're going to put that rookie out there who has never seen this defense, who's never had to make reads, have never had to call audibles, checkdowns, and offensive line protections, that offensive line can block. If they can't, he's going to get hurt, and you're back in the same situation you've been with Andrew Luck. He got hurt too young. Uh, too often, too young. So I think that's the thing for me as young quarterbacks. That's my storyline going into this. Now, granted, I've often said, I don't give a damn about the NFL preseason. I don't give a damn about training camp. Right? Like, only thing you can see in training camp is how really bad someone is. You cannot see how good someone is in training camp. No, you're right. How bad someone is, but also, like, maybe how the depth charts shaking out like who your RB three or your wide receiver four is stuff like that. But aside from that, yeah, it's pretty meaningless football. So, but we got it back. We're talking about it. Um, big news with the running back situation. We hit on that a couple of weeks ago, but we're seeing free agent running backs getting contracts. And right now Dalvin got that 8.6 Zeke signed at six. Now the only one still out is what Kamara, right? And he was bouncing back and forth between the Saints, and, the Saints and the Colts, wasn't he? Yeah, Cream Hunt. Um, I, oh, why I, I say Alvin Kamara? Yeah, Cream Hunt, Cream Hunt. All right, all right. You all good, all good. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to end up in Indy. Um, this Jonathan Taylor situation just doesn't feel right. Even, I mean, they're not going to rectify the situation. And I think a lot of people feel like now you're going to see the soft tissue injuries really be a longer issue for the JTs, the Saquons, you know, running backs who are like, you know, why am I going to put myself out there? Saquon may be a little bit different. Giants probably have a legitimate shot at a, a playoff berth, a, a, you know, in a decent run. But Jonathan Taylor, him, Josh Jacobs, I feel like those are two running backs that aren't going to put their all into this season. No, I agree with that one. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I don't know. We've got to see what happens with that uh, with that Raiders team. Because, well, I don't think Jacobs hasn't signed his franchise tag tender, I don't believe. He's not even at camp. Yeah, he, I don't think he signed that that tender for $10.1 million no. or whatever. Um, he hasn't signed. He hasn't showed up. He is probably I think I think he'll, I think he'll sign and show up. I, I mean, he doesn't care about training camp. I get why. He doesn't care about preseason. We all understand that. He might not care about weeks two and three. But I think eventually he will because 10 mil is hard to, to turn down. And they'll just True. franchise his ass again next year. 
Uh, so that's the National Football sure. League. That's what's going on. It hasn't been too crazy of an offseason. I mean, excuse me, training camp season, preseason. Obviously, the running back stuff hit hard early. We addressed that. But now it's just been kind of ho-hum, quiet. Uh, but yeah, no. not the same can be said in the National Basketball Association. Your boy yeah. decided he going to go over to China. He going to post up in Beijing. And he going to give red meat to the Sharks. If there's anything that if there's anything that he's provided is uh I think he just gave the NBA another tampering charge against the Sixers. How so? That he's a liar? Well, I, that, okay, I mean, so if you James read Harden it, called Daryl Morey a liar. Daryl Morey, president of 76. Twice. It doubled down not on once, he twice. Did. He did. But what double the hell? But he didn't tell what he was lying about. But if you read between the lines, I think he's lying about some kind of deal that they made unofficially. Either he was going to sign him for a long-term contract or he was going to opt in find and get somebody traded else to a trade him. Yeah. Or, yeah, like one way or another, it feels like there's another tampering charge coming to the Sixers. I have a feeling this might be the beginning of the end for Maury. Like it's getting a little messy for him in the last few years. Like we know he left Houston after some unfortunate tweets that he sent out felt like. But, but here's the thing. Okay. So, so now you said that, right? Like, it's not lost on me where James Harden said it. He said it in China. Daryl Morey is not, he's persona non grata. He's not welcome in China. After tweeting out when he was GM of the Houston Rockets, his support for the pro-democracy movement in Hong Kong. James Harden hadn't said shit about nothing stateside this entire time, right? He hadn't said yeah, anything. But, also, but he gets but to China, Maury, all of a sudden never, now he says something? But the timing makes sense. Morey didn't say that he wasn't going to honor the trade until two days before that happened, or less than 48 hours before that happened. So why would he go out there and say something prior to Morey saying, you know what, deal's off. You're Bro, staying here. He was at like a, Adidas. Camp in your fat in his, suit. Adidas. Oh, yeah, the fat suit will be bad. That will be back. I saw Ramona <laughs> Shelburne uh, tweeting out today and reporting yeah. that he. What did you say? Nothing. Oh, I said. Uh, you, you said I was in a fat suit. I am kind of husky. I admit I need to slim down. Um, no, but uh, Ramona Shelburne was tweeting or reporting that James intends to make it really difficult and uncomfortable for the 76ers uh, when they do report awkward. for preseason, like he did in Houston. Yeah. He knows how to get out of a deal. My whole thing is this. He was at an Adidas event for children, Adidas promotional event for children. And he only thing he said out of that was, Daryl Moore is a liar. I, I repeat, I will never play for an organization he is with because he's a liar. He said that in China for a reason, because he knew that audience would be receptive to him specifically being critical of Daryl Moore. That's why he said that. Not by, I'm not by any stretch sticking up for... For anything that he's done. I'm just saying I, I get the timing of it after Maury refused to make any kind of trade for him. I think that was the bigger part. I don't know if James Harden's quite strategic enough to put the old tweets and where he was and all that together. I don't know if anybody in his camp is smart enough to do something like that. Uh, look, I'm man, not even trying uh, to be rude. Like, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying James Harden is it? James Harden isn't exactly the pillar of like political discourse over there. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's not the he's not the one who does political discourse inside comments in the NBA. But in this day and age, he could have hopped on social media and went straight at it. I do believe he did that in China for a reason. I don't think it was his idea. Someone else may have put him up for it uh, or suggested it. Uh, best way to put it. But I, I don't. I do believe that he understood where he was when he said that. I don't think that was just by happenstance because it happened a couple of days in advance. Considering the fact James Harden has said nothing 
zilch, nada, since the end of the regular season, since the whole I want to be traded, I opt into the contract. He has said nothing. No tweet, no X, no Insta Live. I think no... you're giving I think you're giving him too much credit, but I ain't mad at it. I like the conspiracy theory. It's not even conspiracy. He's out of China. I'm just saying James Harden knew what he was doing when he did it. I just it. think it I think it was just dumb luck and timing. But go with it. I'm I mad think at he, it. Still I think he, uh, he knew you, he you are an on-air personality. I said that actually on air. I did say that on air. Like the day it happened. There I you was go. Just like, yeah, there this is not lost on me. Verbatim, I said, this is not lost on me. He's doing this in China. Can, the can same we, country can we take a minute like to plug that. your show? Oh, what's the name can of my show? Can we take a minute to plug your show? Oh, it's called The Backup Plan. You should watch it every night, Monday through Friday, only on Amazon Prime Video from 7 to 8 p.m. live. If you can't watch it live, you can always watch it on demand. Just type in Backup on Plan. Demand, you baby. see my lovely face right next to Jennifer Lopez. Or if you're away from it, you can catch us on Freebie, also owned by Amazon, <laughs> as well as the Amp Audio app. Make sure you listen. That was enough plug. Get him. That was enough plug. Hey, look, yeah. man, whatever it takes, keep these checks coming. But hey, man, I mean, I just don't, I, I don't feel like you plug your show enough. I feel like every every episode you should be throwing that in there somewhere. You're right. You're right. I probably will start doing that. I need I need my check. I need every check I can get. Let's be honest. <laughs> but like, I I just look at the James Harden of it all, and I'm like, all right, I'm not shocked you're forcing your way out. You've done it before. I'm not even mad about you calling Maury a liar. That is it. But like, let's not act like it's all benevolent. Like now, you speaking up, you James Harden just can't take it no more. You saw an opportunity in front of a receptive audience who wouldn't question you, who wouldn't ask. Like, he did that. Let's say he did that in a basketball camp. He is having a basketball camp in Brooklyn. James Harden says that. All right. Well, what did he lie to you about, James? That's the first question Americans are those who typically tend to have follow-up questions. Absolutely. But why are you going to give them all of it? Like, that, that's the best way to do it. Be you cryptic, can't sit there and say a man a lie and don't tell me what he lied about. Yeah, you can. That's exactly the way to do it. Come on, man. This is social media 2023. It's all about being everything but giving all the information. It's about being cryptic. It's about making people want more. It's about stoking the fire. James Harden hit like the four trolls of social media perfectly. I ain't mad at it. All right. I mean, he, he did troll. It was an expert troll. I mean, it was solid. Yeah. But it just looked... As close to James Harden's stage as possible. Uh, so we got that going on. We yeah. got the FIBA. Hey, are you going to watch the FIBA World Championship? Like, do you care about the nah. FIBA World Cup? No, nah. no, nah, not really. I mean, it's even tough. Like, there's been, what, since since the 96, the Dream Team 2. I think the only Olympics I've really, really paid attention to was the 08 Redeem Team. I watched a little bit of the 2012 team. I don't know if I've watched another like men's basketball Olympic team since then. So it, it's really about the roster. And you know that these teams aren't going to be the final roster anyways. So, you know, I'll check it out. What, we got the Olympics again in two years? Next year? Next year. Next summer. Yeah, 2024. So we'll check it out next summer and see what things look like in Paris. I want to go to it. I'm trying to finesse that out of said employer now. We'll see how Get that, that media pass. We'll see how that works. All right, so okay. that's enough for the sports thing, because look, it's summertime. It's kind of dry. We know y'all living your life, so we get straight to the culture of it all. Damn, who knew Donald Trump and Young Thug was both going to get hit with the RICO charge in Fulton County, Georgia? Who saw that coming? Like I told you last night, it definitely wasn't on my bingo card for 2023. I mean, just the odds of that. Former president hit with the same charge. Young Thug, Slime Gang, YSL. 
For those who don't know, Young Thug is a rapper. His group called Young Slime Life, YSL. They have been hit with a RICO charge because they are accused of basically selling drugs and committing murders and hits. Basically trapping. Yeah, and wiping people's noses in, uh, in Greater Fulton County. And Gunna got out of jail. I don't know if he snitched or not. Um, but Young Thug is still in jail on the on this RICO charge. And then last night, about 11.32 Eastern Standard Time, boom, they hit Trump with the same RICO charge. Look, like just just the, the optics of that is funny to me. Take, take away Trump, yeah. right? Like, we all who know who Trump is, you feel how you feel. We ain't even getting into that. Just the optics mm-hmm. of Young Thug and Donald Trump both being in the docket for the RICO charge is comedy to me, pure comedy. It would be amazing if they were in the same uh, same vicinity within prison at some point. Like all of a sudden, they create this great bond and friendship, and and then Trump feels like he's got street ties again. Um, on yeah, a serious note, this shouldn't be happening. The bigger reason it shouldn't be happening is like I think this is just a bigger testament to musicians aren't really making that much money. Dreams don't pay the bills. These guys are so indebted to record labels like i mean you how many big time rappers at one point or another have you either sued their label their publishing their manager whoever because they're constantly getting conned out of money now i'm not saying this is a one-to-one and that excuses young thug of what he's done but also if he's being paid properly i don't think he's in this position yeah he might have a lot of speculation but that's, that's just it is what it is i do agree that the streaming takes away all of the money I think I was, and I, I, I'm not even going to try to go back through our conversations, but we were we were hitting up uh, some like stories on LinkedIn about this and just the amount of money that they actually see off of a stream is literally pennies, literally pennies for every stream. It, that's that's embarrassing in itself, but it's not just that. The problem is for these guys to get that kind of a deal, they have to sign a 360. So now you're giving up a piece of your merch. You're giving up a piece of your touring. You're giving up your publishing. You know, you're giving up everything that artists in the '90s maybe weren't having to give as much up for. Probably still some to a certain extent. And then everybody's like, "Well, just go independent." Then you don't have this mass marketing machine. Like, how many times do you go on Apple Music or Spotify for myself, and you just run into some random artist, some random song? And you're like, "Yo, this is hotter than any shit I hear right now." It's, it's just rare because music's a big marketing machine. I, it's I'll not be that honest. rare for me. I feel like I, it comes happens just because you're on Apple Music. So that's nah, let's not take that's an episode for another day. Let's not take that's an shot. episode for another day. Uh, my my issue is, I remember there were websites in the early aughts that I would go to and just be exposed to like new music. There was one called WeAreHunted.com that would just be like random streamed artists who bubbled up. And I forgot another website, but like I used to go to websites and like look and explore new artists, and I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And like. I don't know if that's me getting old or not, but I feel like I definitely need to work that back into it because there's so many new artists. Like I, I discovered a gentleman speaking of new artists and usually we come on here and we were going to do a show eventually about like, we sound like the two old grumpy men in the, in the rafters of Muppets. We were going to do one where we were going to give some love to the youngins. I was listening to Austin Mills. Have you heard of him? Yes, I've heard. Yeah, I was listening to his Breathwork EP, Fire. Go listen to it. Young kid, didn't hear shit before, found it, came across it, ride with it. And I'm actively now going to be looking out more new upcoming fresh sound artists to broaden my approach and broaden my musical repertoire. Like the West Side I love that for you, man. 
repertoire. I do. That's what I wanted to do, do when I was in college. The main reason I went to college and I was like music and pre-law was I wanted to either like clear samples and work on music publishing or I wanted to be an artist and repertoire. And that repertoire. was always fun to tell the girls at the bar. What do you want to do? Oh, I want to be an artist and repertoire for a music label. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all got some new music. Hit us up. Uh, not going to hold y'all too long. We might go a little longer than we normally do, just because we ain't done this shit in a while. Just ride with us. We're going to hopefully we keep you entertained, we light, having a good time with it. Like Apple Keep Net right now is trying to promote Trippy Red, a love letter to U5. There's no way in hell I'm giving two cents on a stream to Trippy Red. I'm just being honest. He could be a good. No, he's not good. I'm not even going to hype him up. I'm just not listening to this shit. Am I wrong for that, Brandon? No, you're not wrong for that. Not at all. Um, I mean, it's, it's, look, we can make all these jokes about becoming like old grumpy men, whatever, but the analytics are there. Like hip hop music isn't charting the way that it did used to five, seven, 10 years ago. It's not selling the way it used to do. It's not dominating billboard charts the way that it used to like rap is it's it's not dead like let's not go into the whole oh six like nas narrative or anything like that but it's it's not reinventing itself it's not keeping itself as fresh as it used to and it's definitely having a bit of an identity crisis like when i think of some of the best rap albums of the year like i think of yachty and tyler and you could argue that both of those albums aren't really rap albums. They obviously have rap elements. And, and a lot of people like to throw like the urban term like around with things. Like we, we've had that issue with the Grammys for so many years that just because a black artist provides an album that automatically falls into hip hop and R&B. But the reality is like the best quote unquote rap albums, like they're not really there this year. I mean, I can even name who the top rap album of the year is. I mean, maybe Pusher just because I'm a stand. Oh, I saw Pusher since I break. I saw Eclipse. Uh, Pusher T, No Malice, Malice, got back together. Uh, I think they're working on an album, too. Um, I saw them live. Amazing. Saw Rick Ross live, same night. Then I saw Juvenile. I told you I was going to see Juvie. I had the custom team made. Uh, big weekend for concerts. But you're right. Hip-hop doesn't feel the same, especially now because we're celebrating 50 years of it. It seems that as if it is at a crossroads trying to figure itself out. And I guess every musical genre does it, right? Like, I mean, not to really put you in a stereotypical role, but I'm going to do it. Uh, heavy metal, right? Like the shit white people used to listen to in the 80s. It don't sound like that now, do it? I mean, I never listened to it, so no. I defer to you. Country doesn't sound the same, does it? So, like, I guess hip-hop is mature. Country's so different. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I... We could have a whole episode on on the feelings on all these different genres and where they've kind of progressed. Ultimately, like everything's just kind of like lumped into like a version of rap, a version of pop, and a version of like kind of electronic. Obviously, there's more mm -hmm. than just those three, but so many elements like automatically have at least two of those three, even though they're considered country or considered hip hop, whatever. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. Like has you know how there's like no ideas original or you know there's no new concepts like are, are we kind of getting there with music that after a solid 70 80 years of a lot of historic elements that are being repurposed like we've kind of maybe hit a wall uh, there i don't know i think right now because like jazz still exists right it's just not as popular right now um classical music i'm sure i'm sure there's someone writing an opus right now right like they still exist i think I've lately switched out of 
you know, I tell you, I also listen to like Sirius XM. I listen to their like chill, like house music that's really slow and relaxing with no words. And so I think like it's just an evolution of hip hop, of rap. And it went from storytelling to lying, because a lot of artists lie more so now than ever before, to a weird like mix up because R&B doesn't exist anymore either. So like a weird mix of R&B and hip hop, which gives us the Drake's and the Frank Ocean's. Um, I think that's what it is. And it's just an evolution in it. And I think they're all kind of trying to come together in the same space. And I think the more unique aspect is when you have the international flavor, like what you see with not necessarily reggaeton, which I know you are not a fan of, uh, to like the Carol G's, the Bad Bunnies, where it's like reggaeton, hip hop, electric, or even like the K-pop. Because when they come over, like the song don't make no damn sense, but they're getting streams, they're getting numbers because it's a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of electronic, a little bit of pop, all packaged well, yeah. you know? All right, maybe we are just getting old. I don't know. Nah, bro. No, no, no. I told you. I'm actively seeking out young, talented artists, fresh, new I've never heard before. Austin Mills being the latest. And if y'all listen to this, y'all hear somebody that's dope, somebody that's unique. It doesn't even have to be hip-hop. Put me up. I know. At Jason Spells, all social media. Hit me up, because I want to hear it. Put me onto it, too. Uh, All right, let's get the hell up out of here. You want to do finesse of the week? Or do you want to do... I mean, we got multiple finesses, right? Let's just hit them all. Uh, we ain't talked to y'all about y'all need multiple. First, Finesse, I saw this on Front Office Sports. 7-Eleven, yes, 7-Eleven is now making golf apparel. <laughs> the same place you get big bikes and slushies is now selling you button downs and golf tees and skirts for your piece. Finesse. No other excuse. Finesse. Like, merch is the biggest finesse ever. It is. It's a... Uh... It, I just, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't think golfers are stopping at 7-Eleven for a big gulp. And uh, No, they definitely go to 7-Eleven, but, the no, like, but they ain't getting no clothes. Like, I pull up, you know, get a six-pack or whatever. But, like, I, I, yeah, I get – but even then, I don't know if you're getting it to 7-Eleven. Like, you usually – I don't know. Finesse. The closest gas station. 100 finesse. And this shirt is hidden. The closest too. gas station or you're going to like Starbucks or something like that to get like a big coffee. One or the other. Yeah. Let me tell y'all, this shirt literally looks like you work at 7-Eleven. If I see your ass on a golf course wearing this shirt, I'm taking you down. It's like the equivalent of like wearing a UPS uniform. <laughs> I literally, I see somebody at a golf course like, yo, yo, the bath and porta potty over there at uh, Hole 10 look horrible, man. Get, get your ass to work. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, next finesse. Comes courtesy of the Sanders family. I just I just DM'd you this video. You see this commercial with the, yes, the entire I, Sanders yeah. family and KFC? Look, he's just trying to, you know, everybody eats. Literally. <laughs> I just look, man. I am mad at it. I don't I'm know if football is his biggest driver. And that's crazy to say about somebody who's in prof- professional football hall of fame. Football is the love of his. But I think now it's the opportunities that the game affords he and his family, which, hey, look, I'm not knocking it, but I do have to call it out, right? Like, Yeah. I, I think mean, Dion's playing the new game, the NIL game. Like, he knows he can play football. He knows he can do only so much there, and he's already done a ton. And now his next game is, look, I'm going to leave this NIL shit. When it's all said and done, like, when Boardroom does the report of the top NIL earners at the end of the year, guess what? The Sanders family is going to be one of the top ones, and that's exactly what he's striving for. I, I agree with that. It, how long does it last, though? At some point, the results have to be there. At some point, and he does have a bit of a of an extra window, right, because they're going from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. 
But like at some point, he does have to win at the collegiate level, high level Division One Power Five football. I mean, this is his first year there. Like, give it a minute. It you know, it's not going to happen overnight. He's competing against programs that have so much more money and so much more legacy from a recruiting standpoint. Like, I'd say now with the transfer portal, like. If in 2025 we're having this conversation and Dion's not knocking on the door of a BCS berth, is it BCS? You know, I don't know shit about college, college football. College football playoff. A BCS CFP. berth? CFP, college football yeah. playoff. If, if he's not knocking on that, what is it, final eight now? I don't even know uh, that They're going to go to 12. 18s or is it still four? It's four. Okay. They're going to go to 12. So if he's, not make, if he's not making into that group, then yeah, you can knock him for it. But first I mean, year, I'll, no, I'll, give, I'll give him 20. He needs uh, 23 season, 24 season, 25. By 26 season, he has to at least be competing for a Big 12 championship. I, th- I think he's doing it. And that's, that's a four-year run. Um, I, I just, once again, I sit there and watch it. He's calling a spade a spade. Like, the finesse is obvious. You're getting paid. You're, about, you're getting the money, man. But at some point, they ain't going to keep giving you the money, and you got you get the play coach. Like, we actually need to see nah. results on the field. Prime, prime always going to be prime. Prime always going to get those deals. Prime, he's, just, he's an anomaly. Like, it, it, name another coach. In name another world? person in the game. No, in general, in college football, name another coach or another personality like Prime. Nobody. I mean, Nick Saban out here still. Nobody. Nick, he's winning, but he ain't got no fucking personality. You're going to put talking Nick about? Saban he had commercial, commercial. Yeah, that commercial. I mean, oh the commercial was funny. The commercial was funny. Yeah, he's born. I enjoyed the he's commercial. Born. No, Prime, Prime, is, Prime is commercial. He's always been Prime. We all know that. That's Dion. Exactly. So they're going to keep throwing checks. Dude, if, if Leon Smooth can still be a spokesperson for alcohol brands, when I can't about think of anything Leon's done other J.B. Smooth, sorry. I was sorry, trying yeah. to figure out who the J. hell Smooth. Leon was. I thought I was sorry, J.B. Smooth. J.B. Smooth is, is the face of alcohol brands when I can't think of anything he's done other than curb your enthusiasm for the past decade. Yeah, I'm pretty sure was Hollywood. He checks. has uh, those Caesar commercials, too, with uh, Caesar Sportsbook, and he does some stuff here in New York. All right, last thing, finesse yeah. of the week. Who, no, this is not even finesse. Who asked for this? Look, man, we all know people are constantly doing all of these different beverages. Spike this, hard this, whatever, whatever, whatever. Duncan has a new line out. Just with your, uh, Duncan spiked iced coffee. Duncan spiked iced coffee. I, I mean, enjoy people it. People are liking their uh, espresso the martinis. Maybe. People that you know, people the the trailer park version of an espresso martini is a spiked ice Duncan. <laughs> look, man, just pour some Jack and coffee, and it doesn't taste bad. Trust me, and it gets you where you got to go. People to really trying to caffeinate it. Jack with their heart, bait. Spiked ice coffee. I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. Like, who the hell would ask for this shit? Seriously. All right, man. Look, Brandon, tell the people what they should do if they're not drinking spiked ice coffee and not getting finessed. And listen to bad music. And not follow James Harden. And not play watch the Take your vitamins. Stay away from the spiked iced coffee. Enjoy the last few weeks of summer. Because damn, we can't wait for football season. You're damn right, man. Put your people on so they can put their people on. We apologize for the wait. But we back. Brandon was traveling. I was traveling. I saw Beyonce. It was a lot going on over the last two weeks. We was enjoying our last month of summer. Hopefully, you're doing the same and we will see you all back again next week. Peace.